Okay, good day, Reese. How are you going? Hey, Pat, not too bad, mate. That's good. Good. Um, thanks for coming on. Nah, thanks for having me, mate. It's, a, it's an honour and a privilege. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, how how did you get into running, Reese? Uh, so, as a young fellow, grew up on a cattle property, and I was just chasing cattle, and then sort of during school, I did cross countries and that, and got to a bit of the like the rock, rock, um, representing Rock Campton in Central Queensland and that. Um, sort of did, did that till grade 12, started my apprenticeship and just lost the time, energy and enthusiasm to keep running. Uh, then 2016, the missus was bugging me. They were starting park run up in Rocky. So she was into me and into me and into me. And I thought there's nothing less I want to do on a Saturday morning than run 5K. Yeah. So finally gave in. I think I got about eighth or ninth or something. I thought that didn't feel too bad and then sort of went went back the next week and got 30 seconds faster or something. I thought, oh, all right, let's, let's, do, let's do this again. Let's, let's see how I can push myself. So, yeah, it sort of went from just cricket during the summer was my fitness and then, yeah, 5K turns into 10, turns into 10, 15, 20, 42, and then you see me run around with a dead cow gully <laughs> doing lots of little runs. <laughs> yeah, I noticed on Strava it looks like you've um... – You've got some pretty decent times all the way from 5K up to the marathon. I mean, you've broken three hours for the marathon, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I broke three, when was that, 2021, 20, I think. We are supposed to go down to the Gold Coast and they canned it three days out, so we just did a run around town here and, yeah, got myself down to a 2.46, I think it was. Yeah. And then and last year in Yapoon, I got it down to 2.43. Wow, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, so now there's a, the 240 carats sitting there now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw on Strava, I saw that you titled that marathon run Rock Coast Marathon. I wasn't sure if it was an official race or not. No, no, that was just my little name for having to do it in Rockhampton. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you did mention you played cricket, and I saw in your uh, Backyard Ultra Australia profile as well, you said you pretty much live and breathe cricket. So, um have you been playing cricket all your life? Yeah, I started playing under 10s when I was four because dad was a big cricketer, so I didn't really have a choice in the matter. So, yeah, this is me 31st, 32nd season, and I'm 35, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, are you a batsman or a bowler? Uh, I was an all-rounder for a while, and I've done a bit of damage to my shoulder, so I'm just trying to call myself a batsman. But, you know, if I hit the ball, I'm doing right, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that um, when I had Johan on the podcast, I asked him about his cricket and his running, and he said that he doesn't have many cricketing friends who he goes running with. So are there many runners in your cricket club? Um, yeah, I've got uh, my mate um, Hayden Rogers, who we've actually called you and him the doppelgangers. Oh, he yeah. actually scared me, scared me in the Masters. I'd look up and see you just finishing, and I thought it was Hayden, buddy, doing a lap of yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's not running's not huge up here because it's just too bloody hot nine months of the year. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of mates that are sort of starting to get into it, which is good. So we can muck around on the cricket field and muck around when we go for a run. Yeah, that's good. Um, I did notice a photo of Hayden at Dead Cow recently, like a side profile, and I see what you mean. Like there is a similarity there. I think he's got the long yeah. hair as well. Yeah, yeah, it was 
Mate, it was so uncanny. Whether it was just the, the fatigue or anything, but yeah, there was a couple of loops there where I just looked up and gone, Hayden, why are you running? And then look next to him and he's filling up my water bottle. So no, we <laughs> had a good laugh about that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that when I did a search for you on Google, like Reese Williams cricket, there's a, I think there's like a, a professional cricketer who used to play called Reese Williams as well, wasn't there? There's yeah, there's quite a few. There's um just west of here near um I think he's out near Longridge, maybe. There's a Reese Williams that's about three months older than me that is a oh, great batsman. Right. So we do get confused a little bit off. But, yeah, no, Reese Williams did put that into Google and you get footy players, you get soccer players, you get everyone, and then about 14 pages later you might get me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're a big cricketer and you're a big runner. If you had to live your sporting dream... Which sport would it involve? Um, I think oh, probably a few years ago I would have said cricket, but I think definitely running's taken over my life at the moment. Um, it's sort of, yeah, I can get out and want, go for a run whenever I want, whereas you, with cricket you've got to try and get a, rustle a few people up to, to get a game or a hit or a bowl or something like that. So I think ultimately I think at the moment running would be running's the, the big one. Yeah. And, like, does anything spring to, to mind what, what that sporting dream would be? Oh, probably just when you Google search me if I turn up on page one, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as running ultras go, I could find that you've run three backyards, but, yeah, you haven't – is it right that you haven't run any, like, point-to-point -point ultras, no 50Ks or no 100Ks? No, no, sort of around here, it's the, the cherries aren't very fruitful for picking for, for running events. So if you're sort of, you know, down south, um, sort of southeast corner there, you know, you've got a, a run every weekend. Um, in April, I do have a, a 100K single loop trail run up St. Lawrence. So I'll be giving that a crack to see how fast I can knock over 100K. Yeah, cool. And um, what's the name of that race? Uh, Mystery Park. Right, okay. Like cattle property with... um. I think there's a bit – I think at the 45K point, there's a 300-metre elevation in about a 2.5K stretch and then flat for 10K and then 350 metres down in a kilometre sort of thing. So it's a mountain in the middle, which is pretty interesting to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, I can imagine you'd run a pretty strong 100K. How is uh, the training going for it? Because it's not too far away, really, April now. Nah, so we've got a couple of months. Um, summer, I just call heat training. It's just about surviving each run that you do. So, um, so like during winter, you know, you'd I could push out three thirties pretty constantly for ten or twenty k. But um, yeah, during summer here, it's sort of five thirties, and you'd stop in every five k for a drink and a stretch, and just reset your mind and go again. Yeah. Um, and do you have a target time for that race? I think under 12 hours, I'd be pretty happy. If I don't need the headlamp, then I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. What, what time does it start? Like 7? Uh, 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, cool. <clears throat> and um, in the first backyard you did, was that at Dead Cow in 22? Yeah, yeah, that was me, me, me introduction to the, the format, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you did pretty well, like for your first one, you did 31 yards, right? Yeah, yeah, 31 loops there with... Um, Sort of finished off with um, Rowan and Drew. 
yeah yeah and how did that race come about like how did you hear about backyards had you wanted to do them for a long time or anything like that or was it like a spur of a moment thing how did it all pan out well i had a mate matt arnold did the inaugural dead cow gully and he told me about it and i sort of sat there for five or ten seconds going that would have to be the dumbest idea on the planet and then another minute went past and i'm like how do i sign up well like, yeah. just it just did something inside me just thought that's dumb and then i'm like well let's just do it and see what happens yeah and did you walk away from it thinking that was dumb or were you thinking that was awesome oh both yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's a middle ground i think it's for anyone to say yeah i'm just going to run around in circles and see how many times i can do it continually is just you gotta have rocks in your head but then that's half the enjoyment is yeah. if i've found even just the social side of um you know you can go for a fast loop out by yourself or you can knock back a bit and have a chat and go for a walk and sort of just talk about life and have a little bit of a therapy session and make friends and like Rowan said, um, yeah, I think that format just introduces, lets you push your limits, but in a really caring, supportive, safe environment, which is great. Yeah, and Dead Cow as well is the perfect spot for it. Like, um, I mean, I've, I've been there once for the Masters, but it's just a great place to run. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, regional Queensland is awesome, man. I'll, um, I'll definitely put that one out there. Come, coming from a regional town, I've got to, got to give it a plug. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Are you in Rockhampton? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember what ended the race for you at 31 that year? My, pretty much from my chin to my hips was just sore. Like, I've never just felt just purely through my core, just everything hurt. So going uphill was okay, but, you know, the course of dead care, you got that nice rise, turn right, and then you got that little bit of a steep downhill. The last two loops on that, mate, just even walking down, it was just agony. Yeah. Um, so I just thought there's no real point in pushing myself any further to an injury. Um, just pure discomfort. And I thought I'd, I thought I went in with the, the goal of 30 loops and that I got to 30. I said, yeah, job done. And then I just went one more and that's, yeah, that was it. I knew I was done after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, 31 is pretty good. And was that, that was the year Barry Love day one? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Barry got the win on that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it looked like you waited patiently another 12 months and, and headed back. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, so mainly just the, the travel of it all, sort of. The only real choice is like dead care or um, going up to Smurfs, which I did um last year as well but yeah sort of sort of just had a few other little events during the year that i wanted to, to have, have a real good crack at um and brockhampton I, I kind of know where it is is that smack bang in the middle of kind of like brisbane and cairns yeah yeah so cairns is a thousand k's north and brisbane's about 700 k south so yeah we're yeah. smack bang in it yeah, and it, is it? It's right on the edge of croc country. Like you might get one or two crocs every few years. Is that right? Uh no, we've got a pretty lively mob of crocodiles in our little river. Um, yeah. Very, very, yeah, very, very active. Um, only a couple of years ago, they got rid of one that was just under five meters or just over five meters because he was getting a bit too aggressive. Wow, and and they're salties, are they? Yeah, yeah. So we've the. River's got the barrage, one side salt, one side's freshwater. Wow. 
Awesome. And you see them? Yeah, yeah, we've seen them every now and again. They come up onto the banks and sun themselves in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you definitely don't want to fall in the river and go for a swim because you <laughs> good chance you're not coming out again. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when you did Dead Cow Gully last year, I mean, you were, I, I believe you improved again to 37 yards, right? Yes, yep. That, that was a fun race to watch as well. I followed that one online and, um, yeah, you made, you made it to, like, the final five, I think, did you? Yeah, final five both goes at Dead Cow Gully, so I think that's just my little sort of fifth me limit at Dead Cow, so I'll just go back and try and go for fifth every year now, I think. Yeah. Did, um, I know the Masters was free entry for anyone who'd done 35 or more. Was that, like, something that you were aiming for so you could go to the Masters? Not really. No, I, I did have a bit of a joke with Tim. I think it was at the start of the 35th loop is he could pay me to come to the Masters. I'm, I just don't want to do this course again. <laughs> but um, sort of yeah, say that at 9 o'clock at night or whatever um, when you've had minimal sleep. But, yeah, no, it was sort of – it was in the back of the mind. But I think for me, I think 40 is probably my next goal. But then if I'm going to say 40, I might as well go 48. So, yeah. 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 200 miles, yeah, sure. Um, and so you mentioned that you weren't sure about the Masters, but I mean, you were and truly qualified for a free entry. So when did you decide that you did want to do the Masters? I think Tim sort of was nudging me along the next few days after it, um, and really it came down to what I was doing at work. There'd been a chippy, if we got to a point where we're framing out a house, my legs are cooked every afternoon, so there's no point in trying to do that and then head down. But it sort of just worked out that, we were sort of just in between jobs where we weren't framing yet. We we're just um, yeah, I was able to keep the fr the legs fresh enough and make the journey down to to have a go. Yeah, cool. Um, <clears throat> and just out of interest, about how many k's do you average a week? I think last year I ended up with just over five thousand, so sort of around that ninety k week average. Yeah. 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 Um, because, yeah, I mean, I was speaking to Charles Bosveld, who's, um, who does pretty hard, uh, hard labour kind of job, like installing cabinets and stuff like that. So he does a lot of work on his feet. So, uh, I mean, that would, um, do you reckon that, that helps you, like your job, just being on your feet, working as a cheapie, do you reckon that helps you with your running? Yeah, yeah, I find um, you do a hard day at work and then go for a run. Well, it just strengthens you because you already know your body's fatigued. And you've just got to go, I've got to get this 10K done. I've got to get this 15K done. And just, yeah, just physically, mentally, I think it makes you a little bit stronger, a little bit more resilient. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think a few people would have seen um, that you were featured in an um, ABC article online. I was just scrolling through the new, my news feed and I, and I saw a photo of you. I thought, oh, awesome. Um, and it said, I mean, you've got a few nicknames. In the article, it says your nickname's the Forest Gump and the Beard to be Feared. Um, on Strava, though, um, it says your nickname is the Rolling Pin. And I, I reckon that's my favourite nickname of yours. So, <laughs> I mean, I can, I, can, I, know, I can kind of figure out why you're called Forest Gump. I, can, I know why you're called the Beard to be Feared. But where does the Rolling Pin come from? Um, yeah, that's a pretty good story. There's a young fella, he's 16, 17, really gun runner, just blitzes everyone, does whatever he wants. 
he was out one morning with shirt off and he's got the, the six pack showing. I thought, mate, you could grate cheese on that. So I gave him the nickname the cheese grater and he um turns around and goes, Yeah, it's because you look like a rolling pin. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We've given each other a nickname now. So yeah, the rolling pin just sort of just sort of same shape all the way around with a set of legs and a head hop and now so yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more of a laugh than anything. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think um if anyone wants to find you on Strava, they need to search for the rolling pin then. Because if you search for you um Reese Williams, it's hard to find you. So yeah. Just yeah. anyone who wants to find you on Strava, the rolling pin. Yeah. Um and Rissol, is it Rissol? That's another one of your nicknames? Yeah, yeah. So um just came from cricket one day, so I said I like eating Rissoles. So just Rissol, 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 and then I've just gone, why don't you just call me Rissol? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So again, it's another just another gag name that sort of just stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um do you have many people yelling out Forrest Gump when you're rolling running rolling down the street? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's quite a common one. Um yeah, you you learn just to ignore it and just give them a wave and yep. <laughs> Keep going on your way. Yeah. I, I even get it. I mean, I don't even have a beard and I get it a little bit. So I can imagine people would go crazy when you run past. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did embrace it um, not last year, the year before at the Rocky River run. I did dress up as Forrest Gump and I was a pace runner. Yeah. So see a bit of a smile on people's faces. They turn around, see someone dressed up and having a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. So how long, how long has that beard been growing for now? I started growing it in 2015. I've been clean shaven twice in that time. Yeah. I think the last trim was September two years ago, September 22 probably. Wow. It, it, it looks awesome. You can touch it. <laughs> the, um, like, well, so, so for people out there who want to grow a beard and maintain it, like, I know you can get products for your beard. Like, do you put stuff in it to keep it looking good? No. You don't? No, I just abuse. Yeah. Same as my body, just abuse it and let it do its thing. Wow. Well, it's definitely one of the best beards in running. I reckon you and uh, Russ Cook, you know Russ Cook, the hardest geezer? He's running no, I don't know. No. Uh, I'll send you a photo of him. He's, um, he's running across Africa and he's got it. He's got a really good beard as well. It's a yeah. lot like yours, but he's got red hair, so his is more red. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. I know me and me and Drew had a bit of banter during Dead Cow when he was there. We were going to have a beard fight on one of the loops. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, how were you going to do that? I don't know. He, he was planning on, like, putting little ninjas in his beard and having swords and shit coming out of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things where you're fatigued and just, Talking for the sake of making noise, and that's what we got onto. Was just a little beard fight. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, anyway, you got you did decide to run at the Masters in June. Now I know you. I know you made it past twenty four, and I and I remember seeing you walk back to the starting corral. But I, I I'm not sure how how many yards you ended up on. Uh twenty six. Oh yeah, the body just had had enough trying to um. So that's probably the worst overnight conditions that I've I've ever run in. Like we up here, we get to twenty degrees and we're putting jumpers on, and um, people are yelling out that it's minus two. So it's sort of yeah, just 
sort of early on, my hips jammed up sort of after five or six loops, and I thought this, I knew it was a manageable sort of thing, and just, but getting through the night, just not being able to get any heat into my quads and that, it just really jammed my hips up, and um, I needed to, to equal or, or beat Hayden's um, dead cow gully, so I did the same as him, started loop 27, went out, touched the gate, and come back around and rounded off at 175k. Yeah, so who, which runner was that one? That was uh, Hayden, your doppelganger. He oh, did 26 okay. leaps at Dead Cow, so I just, oh, had to, yeah. just had to try and stay equal with him for it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Tim did send out comms saying it was going to be cold. I mean, it was cold. It was freezing. But, like, do you feel like you went with enough, like, layers or nothing could help the, how cold it was? I, was, I took enough light. My one condition for Tim was if I'm coming and it's going to be that cold, I'm going to have a fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even like getting back and laying next to that, I just yeah couldn't get the body warm. It just yeah, it was um, mentally and physically fatiguing for me. Yeah. Um, and while you were running in the cold, you must have been thinking, man, I'm glad I've got this beard. Imagine how cold it would be if I didn't have this beard. <laughs> yeah, it does keep the face warm, yeah. <laughs> um, also, with that race, if I'm honest, like, I reckon I was probably a little bit starstruck as well. Like, I mean, I was Phil Gore, Harvey Lewis, Ryan Crawford, Sam Harvey. Like, there were pe- awesome runners everywhere. So you'd been at Dead Cow Gully a couple of times. Was it kind of like a different vibe? That Was that race, did it feel different than the other races you've done there yeah it was def- a definitely a different feel from dead cow sort of you could i could almost feel like tension in the air between sort of the expected top three four five sort of like they wanted to be chummy but they also knew that they're there for a job so it was yeah it was dead cow's more of like a social laid back feel i felt and they just did the stakes are a little bit higher at the, the australian the masters yeah Mm. I felt like um, the New Zealand runners were pretty fired up to um, put on a show. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, Sam Harvey definitely wanted to um, stamp his authority with a, I think he did a 26 or 27-minute first loop, so and then just casually did 100 more. Yeah. So, yeah I, I don't know how he does stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't either. <laughs> did you, that um, doco is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a good little watch, yeah. Just wish, yeah. I, wish I could have featured in it a bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed that it might have been only a week after the Masters, like you ran in a race called, um, uh, what was it? Some... Oh, Chase the Goose. Yeah, can you beat the goose? Yeah, beat, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, that's Kate Brown's little thing, lady up here that does um, most of the running programs and that. Um, so it's her introduction to a Backyard Ultra. So it's a point two kilometer course you've got an hour to do it and you can nominate for three six or nine hours and then that last loop is the race to determine who wins yeah yeah and and you won yeah you know, somehow the, the body recovered in over a week so i yeah, laid down on nineteen thirty for the last loop yeah so, this, so it's pretty cool i mean this is a pretty similar format to how um, we've got your backyard ultra will be in um, in a few weeks. So, did you go yeah. in with the strategy? Um, yeah, sort of just 
take it as easy as possible for as long as possible and then just yeah put the running shoot racing shoes on for that last loop and just burn everyone as hard as i could <laughs> yeah. um yeah looked fun and that was that local race in like near where you live was it yeah yeah just um quarrel sort of between rocky and yapoon there's a little um veterans retreat there so it's a little bit of a fundraiser for them as well so they can sell some burgers and drinks and that and just give back to the veterans and we can all go for a run yeah perfect and, and you said you ran that last loop you must have gone berserk like um in about 19 minutes right yeah just yeah just over 19 minutes so you had sub four minute k's yeah yeah awesome um and you had a pretty good i mean you had a really good 2023 so you won the mm. um that goose race can you beat the goose but then you also finished um as the equal last man standing at sir smurfs in october i'm, I'm guessing yeah. that's your highlight of the year um yeah between that and i ended up doing gold coast marathon virtually oh, i yeah. signed up for all these events and it happened to be the masters beat the goose and then gold coast marathon in consecutive weekends yeah. So by the end of it, I was hurting. But um, yeah, I got I did the the full, the half, the ten, and the five virtually. But yeah, no, Smurfs was that was a different experience again. Sort of going up, um, sort of being I ended up being the poster boy half for the promotion and that. But um, yeah, went up there and ran with Adam Fox, who who did thirty eight loops at Dead Care last year. So it was sort of we we had a target on each other's back, very friendly. But um, yeah, no, we just decided we'd had enough and we got out we um shook hands we swapped singlets as our little mark of respect to each other and walked back and quit together yeah the um before i've got more questions about that back to that gold coast thing i think i saw like you entered like you got four t-shirts and four medals for each of the each yeah. of the categories yeah so you, you you get the get all the shirts get all the medals and um didn't have to leave Rockhampton. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so Smurfs, um, that was up in Cairns, I understand. Yeah. So and from what I I know, a few other people who ran in it, and um, from what I heard, it was really hot and humid. People were cramping up and pretty bad and stuff like that. Um, yeah, if you weren't used to eating air, because um, <laughs> it just it ends up being that humid. Um, yeah, the first four or six loops were, 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 were I'm going to say they're brutal. Even I'm used to the conditions and they were hard. Um, loop seven, clouds come out, a bit of a breeze came through and actually it fared out really well for the rest of the event. It was just getting through those, surviving the first four or six loops. Um, but yeah, if you couldn't manage that, then yeah, it, a lot of people dropped very early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you said they were brutal, but so, I mean, I was going to say, like, it sounds like those conditions would have suited you, but even for you, if it was hard, it must have been humid. Yeah, yeah. I'm very glad. I sort of went with the expectations of the whole event is going to suck in the nicest way possible, that it's going to come down to possibly me and a few of the locals. Um, sort of the last female, Peter, she dropped just after 22 loops. So it left the three of us boys were together for 10 loops. Um, yeah, and then me and Foxy just went out and did a couple of loops together, had a chat of um, when we were going to pull the pin. And, yeah, I just yeah, 
we finished, packed up, and then jumped in the ute and drove 12 hours home. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, sorry for keeping on bringing up your beard, but... Um, no, no, it's all right. It's all good, yeah. <laughs> with your beard, when you're running in a race like that, so hot and humid, are you, like, are you tempted to cut it off, like, in between loops or anything like that? No, nah, well, during summer, I don't I don't think it's too bad. I think um, <laughs> a lot of people do ask, you know, why don't you shave it off? It's evaporative curling. So I sweat down into the beard, and then the breeze pushes through the beard and cools my chest down. So it's a little bit of evaporative cooling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it must work. Um, or, yeah. I don't know. I haven't really run without it, so it's um, it's hard to tell. Mm. I like the photo where the beard is like cut in two, and like it's going over your shoulders. You know the photo I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think there was one in Cairns. Yeah, Leah got a really good one of the beard parted back, and um, yeah, no, it was, it's it's quite interesting just to watch even my shadows and my beard and that just to see what it's doing while I'm running. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I believe Smurfs was held, if it wasn't the weekend after Biggs finished, it was the weekend after that. Did you did you watch much of the Biggs live stream? Yeah, yeah. So we were driving on our way to Cairns um, as it was on. So we were pulled up having a break. I think that was when they were starting loop 108. And then we, as we were jumping back in the car, um, yeah, it all, all wrapped up at 108 loops. So it was, yeah, we sort of watched that on the drive and then we're able to sit down and watch it as it finished, which was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing that resonated for me watching Biggs was how the runners just went until they were mentally gone. Like they just, a lot of them were, like one of them was passed out. Some of, They were getting lost in the woods that's that's how they were finishing their races. So watching the runners finish their races like that, did that like kind of like fire you up to go extra hard at Smurfs? Yeah, well, watching that, you you can't be can't not be inspired by it. Um, sort of, we got up there and with every loop, we were saying you know 107 to go, 106 to go, 105 yeah, just to to g up the crowd a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It was. I don't know how um how Harvey Lewis backs up doing doing the ninety loops at the Masters, and then a week later doing bad water, and then going doing one hundred and eight loops just for fun. Yeah, yeah. And then he ran to ran to work like the next day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just silly. The hundred and eight's okay, but running to work the next day that's just silly. <laughs> yeah, you you never you wouldn't be able to run to work being a chippy, would you? I don't want to tow the trailer with me beard, and I think that's probably just a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so how well did you know Adam Fox before Smurfs? Oh, I'd run half a dozen loops with him at Dead Cow. Oh, and yeah. then, yeah, we just, you know, just probably social media is probably the, the best way we've actually engaged with each other. And then, you know, um, on Strava, you know, I'd go for a run and I'd name something like I'm hunting, hunting a fox or something like that, just to give a little, little bit of cheek to him as well. Um, yeah, I don't mind stirring a little bit of banter on Strava and social media. Um, Nicole Jukes has been the, the main aim of that, but um, she's a good sport and we know they were just bantering each other on. So it's just encouragement um, all the way. But 
Yeah, no, it was it was good to go up there. We did a little th- the Thursday afternoon before. I went for a run with him, just around one of the trucks there. And we just had a chat and caught up, and um, yeah, no, it's good. Just good to have a run with him. Yeah, well, he um, he's a perf. Oh, sorry, he's a um, Cairns local, isn't he? So he yeah, would, yeah. and he won the um, old mates backyard ultra the year before, which was yeah. yeah. So he he loves the um, hot and humid um air but um at what stage of the race did you start running loops together at smurfs um so he had his wife and one of his boys running so he started the event and ran with them until they'd had enough so i think it was definitely we did 34 i'm gonna say probably at least 16 17 probably maybe even up to 20 hours we spent sort of just one of us would run off together and then when it turned to single trail one person would jump in front and that would just do that loop and then the next loop then sort of you know, if he had his go the loop before then i was the bloke who, who took the lead on the next loop and we just did that and had a little fist bump at the end of each loop and there yeah, no, i was yeah i'd probably say you'd maybe maybe 20 loops together just within sort of within two feet of each other yeah um do you remember at around what stage of the race you started talking about stopping together? Uh, it was when sort of the, the first loop that it was just the two of us, we sort of had a chat and um, we both knew that we um, we had plenty in the tank and we could have kept going, but I had a 12-hour drive in front of me. Um, Josh Duff, the poor bloody race event director, he was there the whole time and had no sleep and no one helping him. So it was sort of, it was fatiguing on him, on us watching him sort of get up every loop and make sure everything's going all right and get the start off and that. So yeah, we sort of just, well, we did 30, I think we did 30, well, the three of us for 30, the yeah, loop 31, we sort of just had a chat of when we want to pull up and we, I did, I, my, uh, my suggestion was we go to 48 and then just, jump in the car and go home but um we saw we wanted to finish with the sun up so we could pack up not under torchlight and that so i think it was the fourth the 6 p.m 5 p.m or 6 p.m loop we just yeah went out a couple hundred meters got out of sight and did our thing and walked back and shook hands yeah <clears throat> um because i was going to say i mean it, it sounds and looks like you did have a both of you had a lot left in the tank so I was wondering, like, if there was any discussion, like, between you, like, of, like, going berserk and trying to go in the 50s and run an Australian qualifier for the set champs or anything like that? Nah, nah, I think we'd... I think taking it to 50 with the two of us probably would have been a stretch. Taking it to 48 probably would have been a stretch. But um, we did what we did. We both walked away with no regrets. Um, We walked away with mutual respect for each other and... um, I think we're both we're both better runners for it. Yeah, and, and that's the main thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, the worst thing is finishing a backyard ultra, wishing that you put in one more loop. And if you're not thinking that, then that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely walked away with me head held high. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Dead Cow Gully is in in May this year, the tenth of May. Uh, um, are you going to be there? Unfortunately, I won't be now. Of um, for the no, what was oh yeah, because cool. yeah, because I'm doing the trail run the weekend before. 
So sort of it was either dead cow or, or do the local event. And I thought, well, if they don't get enough people to a local event, they're not going to hold it again. Whereas um, I think Tim might sneak in a couple more events. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the good news is that you can still come down and do the um, Chili Dog Challenge. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, I did see that and I did comment on there, can I do it um, via satellite? <laughs> so, I was, but, but Tim knocked me back on that, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually not a bad idea to have a few people, like, have like people at home doing it at the same time. Well, I think it gets everyone involved then, doesn't it? They've got the, the satellite championships for the Backyard Ultra, so why not satellite championships for eating hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, look, it would be a pretty long drive just to do um, a three-minute eating competition. Well, three minutes of eating is equivalent to, what, 14 hours of driving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was looking on Strava at your Strava, and I saw that you, one of your photos um, is a pretty nasty blister on the sole of your foot. And um, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know that picture very well. Yeah. Um, I almost hucked when I saw it. So, um, like, it's peeling, it's covering like a third of your foot. So what, what's the story behind that? So that was the – that was a Sunday morning. The Sunday after doing Chase the Goose, so it was the Masters, the Goose, and then I went for a recovery run that didn't turn into a recovery run. Um, so we've got a little hill here called Mount Archer. It's a 5K road track up, 5K down at a 10% gradient the whole way. Um, one of the young fellas took me crown off the, the downhill. So I thought, I'm just going to punish myself. I'll just... Nice and gently up there, and then it's absolutely sent all my cookies coming down. And I got about halfway down. My right foot just feels like it's burning. I'm, I'm guessing it's just a, a hot spot after all the running. So I get down to the bottom. Yep, I have time's pretty good. Take my shoe off, take my sock off, and I go. I'm not looking. I just saw just the build up of skin pushed up to me heel. And I thought, I wonder how far that goes on my foot. So um. Yeah, if you if you're keen, find me on Strava. Look at that one. Um, <laughs> don't don't do it while having breakfast. <laughs> oh man, did it um did it put you out of action for a while? Nah, so I um went to the hospital and said, oh, I've got a bit of a blister on my foot that's a little bit worse for wear, and they had a look at it and said, yeah, no, we're treating that now. So um, I sort of got the VIP treatment for that. They've Cut it off, treated it, dressed it, um, and then I was able to do the, the Gold Coast Marathon the next weekend. Wow. And the half and the five and the ten. So it, it came back really quickly after sort of two days of being tender. Um, yeah, I was running back on it. Wow. So that's pretty good advice then. Like if you've got a really bad blister, go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, they cut it off and put a silver-infused dressing on it so it just it encourages the, the skin to reheal and regenerate and that. And, yeah, you go. Yeah, a week later, I was running a marathon on it. Wow, yeah. It's one of those ones, like, where you can tell, like, if you put your finger on the, on the exposed skin, it would, like, absolutely kill. Yeah, yeah, I did the old walking on the toes for a couple of days, yeah. So I got um, carbs of steel out of that one, but um, 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it. But um, yeah, if you get if you get a bad one, just go straight to hospital. They put the good stuff onto it for you. And that marathon that you ran that next weekend is that the one that where you ran your PB, your current PB? No, no, no. So that was the the virtual Gold uh-huh. Coast. Yeah. And then yeah, your poon was a month later. I want to say a month later. Yeah, so that would have been started end of June, started July. Yeah. And then a month later, you ran me marathon PB. Yeah. And um, so, like, at the moment, like, is running, like, a fast marathon still high up on your um, list of, like, priorities with running? Yeah. I think, yeah, now that I've got that, the 243 in the bank, that 240 is definitely sort of that next thing. Um, and I think I've found doing the longer, slower endurance running and then a short block of speed work or just that pure aerobic base just gives you two or three-week window of speed work and everything comes back and you, I think you, you run a lot faster. Really? Yeah. 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 I should um, – after I've got to back out off in a few weeks, but after that I'm thinking I'm going to start putting in a bit more a bit more speed work. I don't, I don't run fast at all, but, like, I'm talking about 430s maybe and – and seeing how I go. But, um, yeah, it's hard to enter marathons in here now. The Melbourne Marathon sells out in two days. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, well, they're, um, like Gold Coast, it's sold out, and then they do they were able to expand the field by another 3,500. And, like, the, even the, the half sold out as well. So I think they've got 8,000 people for the half marathon. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have, a, like, a running coach or anything like that? A few years back, I did um, sort of just training purely for the marathons, and then sort of I started getting into the ultras, um, and just decided that sort of self coaching for that's pretty, pretty much all you need. Um, it's a six point seven k an hour, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. so it's just lots of little runs. So I think if with that, it's just finding what works for you. So finding your nutrition, finding your hydration of what works long term for you um and the the running's the easy part mm. and as far as nutrition and hydration goes um what what works for you uh so dead cow i found banana bread was my banana bread and carrot cake was my go-to um during the marathons a bit of tailwind or uh, tailwind for for dead cow as well for liquid nutrition um Marathons, we assist gels and tailwind in a bottle about halfway. And then at Cairns, um, Vegemite sandwiches. I could not get enough Vegemite sandwiches into me to, to keep going. So I think you sort of just have your, your list of favourites and then have some options and, um, yeah, to see what works on the day because what what worked yesterday might not work for your, for your body today. So just find those, those little things that you do like, take them with you and mm. you find, you know, you you might eat half your, your banana bread, but you go, oh, I've had three Vegemite sandwiches and feeling great. So you just stay on the Vegemite sandwiches or, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you eat, um, take lollies with you, like snakes and stuff like that? I try and stay away from the sugar as much as I can during the longer runs. Um, sort of just, yeah, mainly when getting the carbs in isn't my big thing. Um, so I sweat profusely too, so yeah, getting the, the carbs in, getting the fluids in is my big thing. 
Yeah, <clears throat> sure. Um, so what races do you have planned for the um, rest of the year? Uh, well, last year for me was pretty big, so I think this year's going to be a little bit quieter. I've locked in the Mystery Park run. I'm still umming and ahhing about the BVRT 200 miler. So that's if I finally pull the trigger on that, that'll be yeah, that'll be the the golden event for the year. Yeah. Um. I'll yeah I'll do um probably try and do Gold Coast virtually again. I'll do our Rocky River Run half. Might pace that again. The Yapoon Marathon. I'll give that a go, and then usually end the year with the Harvey Bay 100 Triathlon. I'll just do a put a team in there and do the 18k run for that. Yeah. Um, so does that mean you're not, you're not going to be doing any backyard ultras this year? Well, I'll talk to Josh about Cairns. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about going up there and even if I go up and do, you know, 15, 16, 17, just do 15 loops or something and if he wanted a break being run director, I can just drop out and tell people to start running and every year and just give him a hand and just help him out with that because I'm hopefully – trying to look to try and get a backyard ultra in central Queensland. All right. Yep, yep, yep. There's um, – so are you – when you say that, do you mean you're thinking of organising one yourself? Yeah, yes, oh. I'm trying to. Awesome. Have, have you found – have you started, like, scouting it for courses or anything like that yet? Yeah, well, that's the, the hardest thing is just finding a, a sort of flattish block of land that um, is big enough that will – It'll do it sort of it's not too far out of town. Yeah. And and so when you say central Queensland, like near Rockhampton? Yeah, yeah, I'll try and base it out of Rockhampton. So you sort of you've got a, a central hub, you know, everyone can fly in, fly out, they can have a motel room, they can do what they need to and um yeah, just try and try and boost the, the running economy in Rockhampton. Yeah, cool. And how long have you been um thinking about that? Oh, I probably I got pretty serious about it just before Cairns, sort of talking to Josh and um well Josh used to live around here so I was sort of pretty friendly with him so I can ask him advice and things like that. Um but yeah, just find the time to, to fit it all in, sort of working and running and having that burning burning in the back of the mind. Yeah, cool. No, that's awesome. Have you figured out what you'll call it yet? Um, yeah, the Rocky Rumble. I like it. Um, <laughs> you'll like it until I try and book it in for about February, so sort of middle of summer. Right. <laughs> yeah. I so don't want it to be an easy backyard. I want the a nice <laughs> flat, easy course, but enjoy the weather, ladies and boys, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, so you are actually thinking that that's when you're targeting to have it, like in February, like in twelve months' time. Um, possibly, yeah. If I can get the get the course right and everything right, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Rocky Rumble Backyard Ultra. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And um, and it will be in like an open-ended, full-on, last one standing Backyard Ultra just without any, like not, not capped at 24 hours or anything like that? No, no, yeah, try and if you're dumb enough to enter, run for as long as you want. Yeah, awesome. And, and are you scouting private properties or like just like parkland or...? Um, so a little bit of both of trying to get in communication with a few people. Um, but it was, I was trying to keep it as close to Rockhampton as we can 
just so if people are running short on supplies and things like that, they can run out and get some water and that or lollies and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some ice. It sounds like ice would be important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as Backyard Ultra tips go, what would your three Backyard Ultra tips be? Probably the first one was I learnt at Dead Cow the first year was don't go in with a goal. Um, sort of you, I went in saying, yep, 30 loops, I'm going to be happy with that. I got there and my body just said, well, you've done what you wanted, we're stopping now. Um, second one is just run the loop you're in. Fuel yourself for three laps time, but don't think three laps there. Just do the 6.7 you're in because that's all you can do. Don't worry about what you've, how far you've run. Don't worry about how far you're going to run. Just finish that loop. And third one's probably just hydration. Just have a bottle with you at all times. Um, maybe a cheeky little muesli bar or something if you do get a little bit peckish along the loop. Um, have found myself a couple of times you get halfway around the loop and you go, oh, I need something to eat. So having a muesli bar on you just helps it that way. Yeah. Um, so th those um, those first two, they do have a centre around mindset a little bit. Um, do you have, like, uh, any mantras or anything like that that you repeat to yourself as you're running to, like, just help you, help you keep going? Um, I'll do the cliche and just say run, forest, run. <laughs> um but no i just i try and switch off if i can go in and just go to my little empty box in my head and just do nothing and think nothing i found that's when i run my best um i've been at races and people are yelling at me and that and i just don't hear because i'm just that deep in the nothing box um that i just you just run and let the legs do what they need to do yeah yeah that, that's that's awesome i wish i could do that Oh, being silly helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when you play cricket, like like if you're at a bat increase, is that also like do you, do you have that same kind of empty space as, as well or is it is it only with running that you're able to do that? No, no, sort of, it, it sort of le probably lends itself from cricket, whereas you, if you're batting, the ball is running in and you switch on, you let the ball go, you still switch on, you hit the ball. And you sort of just turn off. As soon as you hit the ball, you just turn off and yeah. stop thinking because you've you've lost control of the situation now. You've you've hit the ball. There's nothing more you can do other than run. So just switch off, and then, or if you play and miss a ball, you just walk away and switch off, and then come back to the crease. And if the bowlers at the top of his mark, you you turn back on and play it one ball at a time, one loop at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Now I, I forgot to ask: Are, are you going to be? I don't think you are, but you're. Are you going to be at where we've got your backyard ultra? No, unfortunately, um, workloads gets in the way of that. I'd love to go down and give um give Rowan some curry, but I might just have to do it via social media. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good race. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it'll be a, a real good one. Yeah. So, so are you playing cricket right now? Like, are you in the midst of a of the cricket season, or is that during? Yeah. Yeah, no, during our beautiful central Queensland summer is when we decided to go and stand in the sun for six hours. <laughs> so did you play on the weekend? Uh, no, I just, I've just had a little bit of a Christmas break, so we'll head back, I think, next weekend. Yeah, cool, cool. How many more weeks left of the season? 
Uh, I think there'd be six or seven sort of end of March usually wraps it up. Yeah. Are you going to make finals this year? Or? Hopefully not. It's too hot. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and what about um, rugby? Like, is that rug? Do you follow rugby and stuff? Or just... I, follow, I follow the league a little bit. Um, but, yeah, sort of, I'm not... I'm not going to go crazy if you know the Cowboys lose every week and don't win. It's just a little bit more of an entertainment thing than um, a cult following. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the weather like there right now? It looks it looks pretty hot. Um, yeah, so I finished running just before seven o'clock. It was still thirty-one, thirty-two degrees, and probably a bit cooler with the humidity. It's probably only about sixty or seventy percent. Mm. Awesome. So, yeah, now the last January was bad. It was. 37, 38 degree days and about 90% humidity. Yeah, pretty much the whole month. Yeah, yeah, I was doing between six and nine litres of water at work each day and didn't help with hydration. God. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the main thing. It sounds like it's perfect backyard ultra training to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that if you can train for the worst, and performing the best, I think that's my little little thing that helps me definitely is try and put yourself into the hurt locker here during summer and you'll reap the rewards during the cooler months. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so will you be a dead cow next year, 2024, or is that a bit too far away? Um, well, he's not doing it next year because he'll do the, the Masters again. So it'll be 2026. Will be the next dead cow gully. Well, I think um, last year he did both. He did because you did your thirty-seven, and then you ran at the Masters. I yeah, but I, th- I think next year he's just doing the Masters. He's not doing the DCG event. I think oh. it's just the workload between the two is a bit too much with his his other priorities. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. I think you're right. Yeah, I think um, from what I he tells me, I think he's planning on doing like a full on. Big field for the Masters um, because I don't think it was financially um, viable to keep on doing a Masters with only like 50-odd runners. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How many runners do you want to have at um, at the Rocky Rumble? Mate, if we got 100, that would be plenty. I think scrapping up 100 people that want to run in the middle of summer would be would be awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Well, um, thanks heaps for coming on, Reese. No, thanks for having me, Pat. It's been been great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoy following you on Strava and um, reading your comments on Facebook and following you on Instagram. And um, you've got two Instagrams. Which one is the one? Which yes, is so the I've got Rissol, which is me, just generic every day sort of thing and then i've got running result where i put sort of all me me running events and things like that and um put me little relive videos of me little runs and that but yeah mainly if you're getting on instagram um running result is the one you want with all the the heroics on it yeah yeah cool and you're doing run around the world this year as well yeah yeah so i'm doing yeah travis island runs that yeah no i'm i finished the australia map and i'm sort of halfway around canada Ah, cool. And do you have to do it in order, or can you choose which company or which country you run next? No, yeah. So you 
pick whatever you want. So you, once I finished the Australian map, it was just as Travis was releasing the, the Canada map. So I was sort of the first person to start doing the Canadian map, awesome. which was pretty cool. Yeah, great. Awesome. Well, look, um, thanks heaps for coming on, Reese. Uh, all the best with the races you've got on this year. As far as BVRT, um, what month is that in? That's the 20, I want to say like the 27th of June. It's the end of June. I, know, I remember that much, yeah. yeah. And when do you think you'll make a decision? That, that, I reckon you'll do well in that one too. When, will you, when are you going to just make a decision? I've got to probably say in the next week or two just to, just to put the, um, the the carrot out there, sort of. If I don't say, yeah, I'm going to do it, then I'm just going to piss ant around and just run for the fun of it, whereas um, sort of put a light at the end of the tunnel might help. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe um, maybe do the 100K and then then sign up for the 200-miler. Yeah, that's more. Well, maybe do it the other way around. Do it before the 100K, but yeah. you might not want to do it after the 100 yeah, that's it, yeah. Might scare myself a bit too much. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to seeing how you go. I reckon you're going to do really well. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Let me just keep putting one foot in front of the other and um, get to the finish line. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, keep growing that beard. Um, yeah, and um, we'll keep in touch. I'm looking forward to following you, all your races um, in 2024. Yeah, no, cheers, Pat. I'll um, keep growing it just for you. Okay, awesome. All right. Thanks, Reese. All right. Cheers, Pato. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.